One of the beauties of, of learning Kodshim, the, the section that deals with Korbanot, and that's the area that we're in here, although we're learning in, in Psachim, which is the section of Moe dealing with Yom Tif, because the Korban Pesach is so central to uh, the Halachot of Pesach, we get into, as we said uh, yesterday, we, we get into four Prakim of, of Kodshim, of dealing with, with the sacrifices. And apart from the fact that, as we said yesterday, it takes our minds into... Uh, really immersing ourselves into the practice of the Beis Amikdash, which is a different world of, of thinking and a different world of practice. In addition to that, uh, it, it exposes us to some of the finest thinking in, in Gomorrah. In Kochim, you have very, very fine thinking, and we'll see examples of, of real fine Talmudic thinking in, in today's piece. Uh, so at the bottom of Nun Ches Amud Beis, we have Tanur Rabon and Tomid Kodem Pesach. So we're dealing with two korbanot in this discussion. The one is the korban tamid, which is the, the daily korban, the sacrifice that was brought every single day, twice a day, every day of the year, morning and, and evening. And the korban pesach, which was brought once a year. Now what's interesting is in, in, when you look at life through the, the lens of the Torah, every choice we make is a values choice. There's no choice we make that is neutral. Whenever you're making a choice, it, there's, a, there's a value involved. Even simple things like the way we prioritize. Uh, you put a pile of sforim, so you put the chumash on top, and you put the siddur under that, and you put a, uh, under that you'll put a mishnah, and then you'll put a gemorrah, and then you'll put a shulchanoruch, and, uh, and you'll do it very deliberately. And, and so it is with everything. The way you order things, the way you put things up, and you walk into somebody's home and you look at the sforim and you see where they're placed. Everything is placed in a, in a position, and from the way things are placed, you can tell something about the way the person thinks, the way the person learns. Um, when, when you position people sitting at a table, whatever you do, you're doing it deliberately, you're doing it for a reason, it's not random. Nothing in the Torah lens is random. Just as the Rebbeinu Shalom isn't random, everything Hashem does is deliberate and, and, and decided, so we too, everything we do should be a, a, a values choice. We're doing it for, for a purpose. That includes prioritization. What do you do before what? What comes first? What comes second? What comes third? The way you prioritize activities is also a value statement. <coughs> In the principles of priority, as far as the Samikdash is concerned, <coughs> there are two opposing principles which come into play here. The one is Tadir Vishayinu Tadir Tadir Kodim, which we touched on yesterday, and that is something which is more regular, which is more frequent, gets precedence. Um, and, that, and that comes first. So, the, so you might prioritize one thing over another, not because it's more important from a values position on its own, but because you value its regularity. Somebody who's at the shear every single morning, that's a different thing from a person who floats in and out. Different kind of presence, a different kind of, different kind of, of being. It's, it's totally different. And, uh, and, and so with everything. And the other principle that comes into play is the principle at the bottom of, of, uh, of Nunches Amud Beis, uh, which we say every morning in the Korbonus, Aleha Hashlem Kola Korbanot Kulan. Although the Korban Tamid, by its very definition, is the most frequent Korban in the entire Besamekdash practice, the afternoon Korban Tamid comes last of all, because last is also a prioritization. When you're preparing a speech or you're writing an article or you're giving a presentation, the two things that are important is what do you open with and what do you close with? Those are the two most important things. What's in the middle is not so important. What you open with and what you close with is, is what's very important. <coughs> so, so with the Korban Tamid of the afternoon, we say, although it is the most frequent Korban, 
Nothing is done after the Korban Tamid. It's the last. It's like Achron, Achron, Chaviv. Sometimes the last thing is the most valuable, is the most valued, is the most precious. So with the Korban Tamid too, the uh, Korban Tamid, although it fits into the category of Tadir Vishinah, Tadir, Tadir Kodim, with, with respect to, to the Korban Tamid, Shoben Arbaim, the afternoon Korban Tamid, Aleha Hashlem Kola Korbanot Kulan. So now we have an issue with the Korban Pesach, which should be brought as late as possible. How does it how does it interact with with korban with the korban tamid? Says the brisa, tamid kodem le pesach. The tamid comes before the korban pesach. We we don't follow the the tadir v'sheina tadir tadir kodem. Why? Says the brisa because we have a posik yuchar davar sheneamar boba erev uven arbaim le davar shelone boba erev elo ben arbaim. The korban tamid uses the word ben arbaim. You should bring it in the afternoon. The Korban Pesach uses that same word, you should bring it in the afternoon, but it also uses the word Be'erev. So there's an emphasis on its lateness of hour. And therefore the Korban Pesach comes later than the Korban Tomit. Now there's an interesting discussion that goes in this, this whole principle that the Korban Tomit comes before the Korban Pesach, and here you'll see the fineness of Gomorrah reasoning, of, of Talmudic reasoning. So Rebleib Malin is somebody that I, I, I love so much. And those of you who learned Bechorus with me will remember that I loved Michal Feinstein. Michal Feinstein and Rebleib Malin were friends. We were Chavrusas at Brisk. And what's, what, why I love them, I think, is because they both, in addition to learning in Brisk, were Talmidim of Reb Shimon Shkop and of Reb Baruch Ber and Reb and, and, uh, Elchonen. These were the classic Rosh Hashivas disciples of, of Reb Chaim Briska. And they combine, they're not just the pure Briska methodology, which is the Briska of uh, Velvel Soloveitchik. They're not pure Brisk. They've got the, the color and the nuances of, uh, of, of the Derech HaHegayon, as we call it, the Derech of Rupshim and Because I think my own background is that way with my father's influence from Tells and Rebelia Mishkovsky, my Rosh Hashiva's influence as a Talmud of Rupshim and Shkop, and the influence of my cousin who was a Rebbe of mine, who was a Talmud in Brisk, Bavrom Gurvitz, Rosh Hashiva of, of Gateshead, and of, uh, of Reb Meir Soloveitchik, who was a big influence in my life. So these com- this combination of Brisk and, and Reb Shimon is, is in my blood. So people such as, uh, as Reb Michal Feinstein and, and Reb Leib Malin really speak to me. So when I find a Reb Leib Malin, as I did in the early hours of this morning, that talks on the sugya that I'm learning, I get very excited. And Reb Leib Malin goes into the question of, is this a re- requirement of Hilchot Korban Pesach, that the Korban Pesach requires, one of its laws are that it has to follow on the Korban Tamid. That's one possibility. Or are we talking about the general agenda of the Beis Amikdash practicing, practice managing the project? Like we say in the morning, Abaya have a Masada Sedem Arochet. Abaya explained what the order of things is. It's just about the order of things, and Korban Tomid comes first, and then comes Korban Pesach. But it's not one of the laws of Korban Pesach. It's one of the laws of, run, of managing the Beis Amikdash. Or is it actually a law in the Korban Pesach? And that leads to a beautiful Minchas Chinuch. Where the Minchas Chinuch asks a question on this Gemara and says, Where do we learn it from? Where do we learn that the Korban Pesach comes later? Because it says, Ba'erev en Ben Harbaim. Says the Korban, says the Minchas Chinuch brilliantly. That doesn't tell us that the Tomid comes before the Korban Pesach, which is what the Brisa told us. Tanu Rabon and Tomid Kodim le Pesach. And where do we get it from? From Ba'erev Ben Harbaim. Says the Minchas Chinuch. All Ba'erev Ben Harbaim tells us is the time slot. The Korban Tomid's time slot is earlier in the afternoon than the Korban Pesach's time slot. So normally the Korban Tomid would become, come before the Korban Pesach. 
But what if they were slow in bringing the Korban Tomid? And by the time they want to bring the Korban Tomid, it's already um, seven and a half hours after sunrise, which is now time that you can already bring the Korban Pesach. Now what do you do? So I understand the time slot of the Korban Tomid is right after, this, right after the sixth hour. That's right after midday. That's the beginning of the time for the Korban Tomid. And that's why we can daven Mincha from that time. The Tosfer says on Davheyom Adalif that that's that Medievit, you can bring the, the Korban Tomid then, and you can bring the Korban Pesach from an hour later. Because it takes an hour to bring the Korban Tomid. But asks the, 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 uh, the Minchas Chinuch, how would you know that if it's now a time where you could bring either, how do you make the choice? Is it Tamit Kodem, or is it Alea Shlem Manot Kula, or is it just random, choose whichever you want? What actually decides? How does it work? This Gemara doesn't tell us. Where does the Gemara learn from that Tamit Kodem Le Pesach? Says the Minchas Chinuch, you learn it from Tosfus. Because Tosfus explains this Gemara, and he explains Tosfus in a way we might otherwise miss. Tosfus says, Avagav the Tomid Tadi, asks Tosfus, why do you even need these Psukim? We know Tadi Vashainu Tadi Tadi Akodim, the more frequent one comes first. So, of course, the Tomid comes before the Korban Pesach. Why do you need it? It's Jechlamitav. You need to, you need this extra Posuk of Ben Arbaim and Ba'erev. To undo the, the requirement of Koman Tomid finishes the whole day. So because we have these two opposing principles, and we're governed by this last principle, the, the ruling principle is Aleha Shlem Kolakorbanot Kulan. The Korban Tomid comes last. That's the governing principle. And, and that sets aside Tadir Vashain or Tadir. So, so then we would be governed by that principle, and then the Korban Tomit would come last. Comes these psukim of Ben Arbaim and Ba'erev to, to discount the power of Hashlem, Aleh Hashlem Korbanot Kulan. That we don't worry about doing Korban Tomit last. Says the Minchas Chinuch, so what are you left with? So if we can do away with that second posuk, if we can do away with Aleh Hashlem, then we left with Tadir Vashainu Tadir. And that's what Tosfus is saying. So what this Posuk tells us, this Posuk doesn't tell us that Tomid comes before Pesach. This Posuk just tells us that you don't use the Aleha Hashlem Korabonot Kulan when you're looking at the timing of the Korban Pesach. Now that I know I don't use that principle of Aleha Hashlem Korbanot Kulam, now I know that I don't use that principle, I'm left with only one principle. What's the principle? Tadir Vashainu Tadir Tadir Kodim. So then it emerges that the, the, the thing here, the issue here is not a law in Korban Pesach, it's a law in sequencing. Then the sequencing of the program of the Beis Hamikdash, Korban Tomit comes first. Why? Tadir Vashainu Tadir Tadir Kodim. Ah, you might ask, but it says, that the Korban Pesach should come last. That's undone by the Ben Arbaim and the, and the Ba'erev. From this Tosfah says, the Minchas Chinuch, we would learn that if you delayed the bringing of the Korban Tomid, and now it's time you could bring either, it's, it's three o'clock in the afternoon of Erev Pesach, you can bring the Korban Tomid still, it's a good time, and you can bring the Korban Pesach already. Now, which one do you do? Now you use Tadir Vashainu Tadir, and you bring the Korban Pesach, and after bring the Korban Tomid, and after the Korban Pesach. Once again, the beauty of, firstly, of the, the fineness of the Gomorrah's uh, reasoning, 
we haven't had time to go into the Rebbe Malian and how he understands all of these things, but the, the Minchas Chinuch is uh, enough to give us a sense of, of the fineness of the reasoning, but also of the deliberateness of human intention when it comes to a Torah life. That there's nothing that is not reason that is not thought out. That doesn't mean we don't do things with passion and with intuition uh, and, and with a degree of spontaneity, but when we're making choices, and, and choices whether we're prioritizing in place, we're putting something in a particular place, why we're putting it in that place, there's got to be a reason for it. If we prioritize in time, why are we doing this before that? There's got to be a reason for it, and it's something that we have to... We have to think about it. We see it in Aracha all the time. Even in the laws of this time of the day, in the early morning, what you can do before davening. Do you have to daven before you can do this? Can you do that before you do that? Can you have a cup of coffee or can't you? And if you have a cup of coffee, can you have a piece of cake with your coffee or can't you? Can you start doing business before davening or can't you? How much davening do you have to do first and then you can do? But all of these things, there's a sequencing. What do you, because there's a value statement. What you get to first is a value statement, and what you do the last thing before you go to sleep, that's also a value statement. And how you sequence things in between, that's also a value statement. We've got to be very conscious about the way we, we live our lives.